What's up, everyone, and welcome to Project X Talk, an Xbox podcast, episode number 106, presented by Save the Game Media. I'm your host, Kevin, a.k.a. The Muffin Mon, and today I am joined, as usual, by my co-host, Mr. Physical Copy himself, Ethan. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Kevin. I got a new shirt. My wife got me this shirt at Bass Pro Shop. Uh, she thought it'd look good on you. I think she, I think she's right. This shirt looks good on me, Kevin. This is my podcasting shirt from now on. I like this one. You're gonna wear that shirt every podcast, every every X talk. Like if I got a podcast tomorrow, I'm not gonna do it two days in a row. You know that's weird. I gotta wash it every once in a while. But for X X talk, I think this is my new shirt. I'm liking it, so I'm I'm happy right now. That's a nice shirt. I like it. Well. Thank you. We're also joined by a very special guest today, and in the words of our friend Sean Capri, he is the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, gathering content creators to raise money for sick children, the PC and technology guru, and Ethan's new best friend, Oh yeah, uh, because he's a Yankees fan, Lee Navarro. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? How's it going, guys? I'm Glad to be here. Well. This is exciting. I haven't done a podcast since uh, we had a GamerCast with Sean, so it's been a while for me. <laughs> wow uh yeah well we're happy you can uh, be here obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about extra life in a, in a bit but uh obviously you like video games too that's kind of the whole yeah. deal of playing video games so um <laughs> we're happy to have you and uh <laughs> ghostly march in the chat ethan says today i learned that bass pro shop sells shirts have you never <laughs> been to a bass pro shop i've never been to a bass pro shop it's like mostly clothes and then yeah. the top floor is like guns and fishing poles all right <laughs> Clothes, guns, fishing poles. That's all they sell there. It's good stuff. (laughs) Well, guys, this is Project X Talk, like I said. And if you like this podcast, we are live every Thursday, usually at 5 p.m. Eastern time right here on YouTube. If you can't catch us live, we post every Friday morning on all of your favorite podcast services. So while you're over there, please drop us a rating, drop us a review. It does help us in that Google algorithm and boosts us to get more listeners. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it live on the show. And if you'd like to interact with us more, please come join the Discord. The link is in the description down below. Uh, we have good times over there. We got a whole sports channel that you guys are dominating right now with the baseball. Uh, Amen. Po- is it the postseason? Well, you know, is that what I'm, there's that also what? the soccer talk that goes on. I see it. I see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. well, yeah, and we we're, we're kind right enough back. to not interrupt you guys during yeah. a game. But you and Amon <laughs> like to come in and just be like, baseball's bad. You know, I like never baseball. do that. That's Amon. Don't lump me That's in. That's an Amon thing, all right? <laughs> like, lumping I am lumping in? you in 100%. <laughs> I just like, oh, I don't even know what they're saying right now. But Depending on how this baseball uh, playoffs uh, go, you know, we, we might have to talk about the other football. Uh, yes. Very true. Mm. Mm. I don't watch that either. I can't. You know. I, I gave up on uh, a football a while ago. To be fair, I haven't watched football in years. That's kind of due to the team that I watch just being <laughs> miserable to watch. So I'm like, you know what? I could I could not watch them, but I'm back in it. My uh, uh, my, my first football oh, game can... this year was actually that Sunday morning when they were playing the uh, the Packers. The Giants were playing the Packers in London. Mm. I oh, woke yeah. up at 7 o'clock. I started working on Extra Life stuff, and then um, my iPad popped up saying, oh, the Giants and Packers are on in like 10 minutes. And I was like, hey, you know what? Let me <laughs> let me tune in. Let me tune into that. Uh, Good stuff. Ethan, you you uh, Cowboys, is that who you're talking about? Cowboys? What are you talking when about? When you were talking about the team that you would watch that were so bad? What's oh, the, no, I'm a Giants, Giants fan. Okay, okay I didn't I'll know because watch... you live in Texas. You live in Texas. I hate the Cowboys, Kevin. All right. Hell no. Ethan and I get get along so well now. It's like he's an all New York sports fan. I'm an all New York sports fan, so it it fits. I gotta say the the American League Championship Series right now is taking place in Houston, Texas. I was this close last night. 
this close to dropping $500 on tickets and driving out to Houston to just go see this game. I had to stop myself. I'm like, I'm, I'm more responsible than this, Kevin. I can't be doing this, but you I, could. it would have been, I could have, but I, I just, no, I couldn't pull the trigger. Well, uh, I used to like the Patriots. I actually have some Patriots stuff laying around here. Oh actually. boy. Mm. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Not a, <laughs> we were robbed when I actually cared. We were robbed giants. Um, <laughs> but you were handed what you deserved. Exactly. <laughs> well, guys, if you would like to support this show and all of save the game media's other content, like no limits frame by frame, or I hate my friends, Plus, get access to our Patreon exclusive shows like Save the Game Boy, The Leftovers, and Amon's Comic Book Corner. Head on over to patreon.com slash save the game media. Choose the tier that's right for you, just like our current Patreon supporters. So shout out to Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, SAZ, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Anna Hudak, Nikolai at Night, Cypher Primus. 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 Oh my god! In my, in my brain, I was like, "Which one is it?" And I went with the wrong one. <laughs> Cipher Primus and our newest patron, Brendan Myers, aka the Winter Gamer. So thank you all for your support. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, but Lee, I invite you on here just, just to hang out and talk games. But we're also doing Extra Life 2022 this year. Yes. So would you like to do a little uh, a public service announcement if people don't know what Extra Life is? Could you please tell them? Yeah, absolutely. Extra Life is a, a grassroots organization that uh, actually began in 2008. Uh, and I do believe uh, the originators were from down there in Texas. So, uh, you know, they uh, originated from there. Um it was to honor Victoria Edmond, who unfortunately uh, fought leukemia, I believe, and uh, passed away from that. Uh, but they raised money for children's hospitals uh, through playing video games, board games, things of that nature. And it has grown massively ever since. Uh, you know, for, for us, uh, Phoenix Overdrive, we have been doing this since 2014. So, um, you know, we started locally as just a bunch of dozen gamers or so, and we've grown exponentially and 2019 was our a banner year for us where uh sean capri the late great nintendo guru bobby pauls came up a uh, whole bunch of other content creators and we've uh, we've just grown ever since to the point where last year as a as an extra life team we placed 48th out of 4,000 teams worldwide wow so we are uh we definitely uh, hit uh, hit the big time last year with well over twenty six thousand dollars raised, um, you know, for for various children's miracle network hospitals, and we're hoping to even uh, to uh, break that number and uh, hit our goal of thirty thousand dollars raised this year. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a chaotic but beautiful weekend in a couple of weeks. Uh, let me tell mm -hmm. you, we're we're so excited. You know, we got a lot of different plans uh, that we're still putting together, but uh, it's going to be like I said, it's going to be a beautiful, chaotic weekend of just gaming and friendship, and and everybody's going to sit on that couch <laughs> that uh, that Sean Capri uh, has been touting. So that's right. Uh, you know, we're we're going to gather all sixty plus of us that are going to be on there the, on, that on the one couch. <laughs> on the one couch. Poor couch. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's going to be you know it's it's a it's a passion project for for myself and for many members of the uh, planning committee. So we are. Um, 
we are so appreciative to have you join us, Kevin. It's it's going to be so much fun. You know, you're a couple of uh, hours down the throughway from us, so we are mm-hmm. glad you are nearby. And uh, like I said, it's just going to be a beautiful, chaotic weekend with all the various content creators that are coming to join us. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm excited. It's a little over two weeks away yep. for anyone. November fifth is when we're kicking off the uh, 25 hour live stream, right? Because daylight savings wants yes. us to go for for an extra hour. But yep. um, for for anyone that doesn't know, Save the Game Media is teaming up with our friends over at Carpool Gaming and the Trophy Room. As I've mentioned for the last few weeks, we've come together as a team to combine our efforts in the extra life fundraising for the Phoenix overdrive team. Um, I think we just passed $830. So wow. We're, we're heading there. I think the goal on the page is 5,000. We would love to smash that goal if possible. If you are able to donate, please do so. The link is in the description down below. Click on that. For every $10 you donate, you are entered to win amazing prizes like a God of War Ragnarok Collector's Edition uh, that was donated by the Trophy Room. You can win a year of Game Pass Ultimate. You can win uh, another edition of God of War. You can get on Sean Capri's Nintendo Family Plan, all right? There are so (laughs) many prizes, more to come. Absolutely. Um, If you can, like I said, please donate. It goes to help sick children. We've we've, we've, donated. our page is dedicated to Miles O'Neill, um, Marcus O'Neill's son, who is going through um, some some surgeries right now, and they could really use the support. Um, so it'll, it'll go towards not only helping Miles, but helping sick children like Miles. So anything you can donate would be appreciated. Uh, I don't I don't like begging for money, but for this cause, I'm gonna beg, please, <laughs> everyone. It's so worth it, and we will also be streaming 25 hours. So absolutely tune in here. Uh, here, Carpool Gaming's YouTube or the Trophy Room's Twitch channel will be simultaneously streaming. All of us sitting on a couch together, playing games, <laughs> jumping in and out. It'll be me and Taylor, Ryan and Sean, and Joe and Kyle. So if that sounds like a good time to you, which it better. I don't know why you'd be here if it doesn't sound like a good time to you. Um, <laughs> please, please help us. Bye. It'll um, be the best of times. I can guarantee that. I cannot wait. Uh, only, Ethan, next year. Next year, next you'll year. be there. I'll be there. I, I do have some coming for you, Kevin, though. I know. Dave from the Snack Network's bringing it. I can't wait for you to try. It's going to be good stuff. He literally tagged me in a tweet, and he was like, something from Save the Game Media's offices just arrived. And I was like, bro, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I can't wait, Kevin. Uh, yeah. It's vegan. You can't run away from it. No, I'll, I'll I'll eat it. All right, I'll eat some some nasty candy on stream. <laughs> Don't worry, Kevin. We'll have palate cleansers available for yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lee, Lee was telling me some of the food that I can. It sounds so oh. good. So I think well, I'll I'll down your nasty candy, then I'll go eat something. Better, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, I th- that is. I think I think we'll move on from the the housekeeping segment there. So uh, thank you and Taylor is in the chat hyping up extra life so he's really pumped as well um we're gonna have a great time but let's begin the show like we do each and every week by going around the room and asking one simple question that question is what's your plan so lee you are our guest and as per the rules here you get to go first so what have you been playing uh aside from fundraising event simulator Because that's what I've been know, pretty right? much doing. Um, actually, no, I have uh, I've tapped into uh, a couple of matches in Overwatch too. 
um, you know, enjoying that a lot. Uh, I think it was it was a ton of fun playing it. Um, you know, not vastly different from Overwatch One, but uh, you know, I, I can see where there's some improvements in in terms of uh, graphical fidelity and and all that stuff. So um, it was it was a ton of fun. And I've also been uh, been playing a lot of Flight Simulator. I just bought a brand new um, uh, joystick and throttle. <laughs> Uh, the Thrustmaster Hotus uh, Warthog, and it is so much fun. It is it is my new Zen game. Um, I would joke around years ago that I ha- my other Zen game used to be Euro Truck Simulator. Oh, you're speaking in my heart right now. <laughs> and that that was exactly you know that was my Zen game. It was to uh, to relax and to just close off from the whole world. That is what Flight Simulator is turning into. And um, I actually got the the Top Gun DLC. So I flew the the Dark Star jet that they had on there from across the country, and it's, it's still tr- I'm still trying to learn how to fly it better. But it's uh, it's definitely a ton of fun, and like I said, it's my Zen game. It's to to just re- re- uh, rest and relax and and just dive into something. So um, yeah, those are pretty much two of the games that I've been kind of dabbling in. Aside, like I said, aside from <laughs> fundraising event simulator in real life. So uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I'm uh I've never played any of those. <laughs> Microsoft Flight Sim is fun. Have you tried to recreate the run they have to do on Top Gun Maverick yet? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I crashed. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> you, you go, Kevin, you've seen Top Gun Maverick, right? Nope. They basically gotta like shift up, go straight up a hill, and then they flip upside down. Yeah. You have to bank hard right over down. the hill and you have to go right down and then back up again. And you crash every time. I'm not a pilot, exactly. Kevin. Yeah, I, I am so far away from being a pilot, but you know what? I'm just gonna keep trying. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm breaking a billion dollar plane every single yeah. opportunity. You know, it's it's fake. I'm much it's better fixes. driving 18 wheelers across Europe. Yes, that's for sure. That was a ton more fun to play. Well, <laughs> I, I gotta say, they're both they're both like I said, they're both a ton of fun for me because Absolutely. they're Zen games. They're uh, they're games that you just let go of the real world for sure mm-hmm. and just dive right into it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, amen. You, uh, I see your your amazing setup in the background. Let's let's be frank here. Um, do you have like the the peripherals for these games too? You got like your racing wheels and I do not have a racing wheel, so I actually played it with uh, my keyboard and mouse. Um, but the like I said, the only perif- the only specialty peripheral I have is the new um, joystick and throttle that I just got a couple of weeks back for for the flight sim. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very much a keyboard and mouse type of guy. Um, oh, I'll usually yeah. play platformers with a controller, and I did just buy myself two brand new controllers as well. I decided, you know what, treat yourself, right? You, know, you got to oh, yeah. take care of yourself, so treat yourself. Um, so. You know, I bought myself two brand new controllers, a uh, Scuf uh, Dual Sense and the Scuf Xbox uh, Series controller, because mm. I wanted to get uh, something to match my setup, and I wanted something in blue. I did not like the Dual Sense uh, blue because it was more of a baby blue, and the blue from uh, from Xbox it just didn't match it. So I said, you know what, treat yourself, Scuf controllers. Hell yeah. Thank God, my I, wife didn't kill me for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Is there a reason you went with a scuff controller over like the Elite controller? Um, at the time, it was just I I just like the the configurations available with it, and mm. like I said, the color scheme too. Um, to me, it just I just like their version of blue better. I'm blue is my favorite color, obviously. 
Uh, so that was definitely my, the driving force behind it, aside from the fact that I wanted to get something uh, newer for myself as a controller. My, the, the scuff, the dual sense controller is used for more for, um, you know, PlayStation games that have come to PC, like Spider-Man and and Mm -hmm. God of War. Whereas I use the Xbox controller for mostly other games, um, you know, that are on Game Pass or Steam. But like I said, ultimately, I am such a keyboard and mouse player. I mean, that's that's where I that's my bread and butter. I just bought a new mouse that has a um, motion detection where if I lift up the mouse, it'll actually reload my weapon in a that's game. That's nuts. So it's either I flip it up or, you know, toss it sideways or whatever. However, I want to configure it. It's right there. And then there's a sniper button that slows down the uh, the screen for me so that if, uh, you know, I need to have a better target on whatever then there it is right there <laughs> my mouse has these two side buttons and i don't i don't use <laughs> i don't them use them i use the the I use, yeah yeah i use the two uh the right click and the left click and the scroll that's all i need i remember right. being a kid being in the arcade playing house of the living dead thinking about how crazy the technology was that it could yeah. sense when i pointed the gun down to reload and now yep. we got this crazy still haptic feedback what is that captain that's crazy <laughs> this is great i like the time we're in. it's, it's, all right. it's, a, it's mm. the best time to live in you know yeah, for gamers, at least. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fun fact, uh, if you play the Uncharted port for on PC, you can play with an Xbox controller, and it'll uh, it'll be like press A instead of X. Mm. just thought that was neat. I don't know Good. why Sony would like even, <laughs> even let you do that, but they did. So, Ethan, what yeah. have you been playing? Um, I've been playing two different games, Kevin. Uh, Both of them came to Game Pass within a week of each other. I talked a little bit about this game on the last episode of No Limits. I gave my sort of little review here. Um, I'll talk about it again here, and that was Scorn. Um, Mm -hmm. I played through all of Scorn. It was about a six-hour playthrough. took me about a day and a half total to do it. Um, So... Let's start with the negative of Scorn, because I like to end on a positive. So the negative of Scorn is... The most glaring problem is its combat and its first, I don't even want to call it a first person shooter. It's its combat. Um, the enemies are not fun to fight. Uh, your character is slow. You don't have a dodge or a roll or any sort of way to protect yourself from them really, except for timing that you can kind of do, but your character is just not dexterous enough to really do any sort of dodges. Um, the guns are not fun to use. Um, and it really the only there's so there's six chapters in this game right um it's combat heavy once you hit chapter i believe three and then four has some more combat and it drops off again if you can get past chapters three and four combat's not really that big of a deal in the rest of the game and you can really see that in the achievement percentages i think people who completed chapter three is like 20 percent, and then it drops down to like two percent in chapter four because people are like this is just complete garbage Mm. um But other than that, I do want to end on a positive and say this game is really well done performance-wise. I know there was a lot of talk about it being buggy. You had talked a little bit about it being buggy in the Discord from some of the reviewers that you watch. Yeah, Um, I didn't run into a single bug. Great. Uh, Went through this game perfectly smooth. Graphics held up the entire way. There was no sound issues. There was no no bugs whatsoever with the gameplay. and with that said, I think the 
the level design is really what makes this game good. Um, and if you're not really much of a puzzle person, I get it if you want to avoid that. But I think this world is worth jumping in just to enjoy and experience the atmosphere of this game. You've heard it all before with people reviewing this game that this was heavily inspired by H.R. Geiger, who's this artist that his whole thing is basically like biomechanical things like fleshy stuff, gore, but kind of tied into mechanics and 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 all that good stuff. Um, and it it it's just an absolutely stunning world. The the atmosphere, the soundscape of it. Um, it's very much if you wear headphones playing this, there's a lot of like hollow sounds, there's a lot of echoes, there's a lot of creaking of bone and flesh and metal. Um, it's a very immersive game. You can really sink yourself into this and and, and enjoy it that way. Um, but yeah, I would also recommend playing with a guide. You can get lost very easily. A lot of the the hallways that you're running down all look very samey. Um, so I think that can really detract from your enjoyment from it. So I played with a guide just to get around. The puzzles aren't hard at all. You really don't need a guide for those. There's maybe mm. one puzzle that's sort of hard. I wouldn't even really classify it as hard though. And I'm not good at puzzles. <laughs> so I think if somebody who's used to puzzles, you'd be you'd be able to get through this pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I would I would give it a solid like seven out of ten i'd say because i doubt we're gonna do a review on this i don't think enough people uh, i it. think you're the only one that's played it from yeah the game yeah i i'm trying to even think if i would recommend it if you aren't excited about the art style or excited about sort of puzzle games i wouldn't really bother with this it's something you could probably avoid i do think it's worth though jumping in just to see the environment and the atmosphere so all six chapters i mean there's there's like three acts in the game in different areas that you're in the first two chapters you're very much in like the bowels of this building there's a lot of machinery around it seems like engineering spaces like hatching areas all that stuff there's a lot of like darkness and gore the second half of the game you're kind of outside and then you're in kind of like uh other mechanical buildings the third act though is really cool because you get up to where whatever society this is they're like religious figureheads where you see statues of these perfectly cut open people. There's like a lot of weird lore stuff that that's kind of sitting around and it's very much a type of world that you kind of have to fill in the blanks yourself. Um, it's not going to give you scraps of lore. It's not going to, there's no dialogue in this game. You have to kind of fill in the blanks yourself. And I found that to be really fun, just exploring this world, seeing different buildings, different statues, and trying to connect dots between like what happened to this society, what happened to these people, why are things the way they are? Um, and I think this game does that really, really well. So I'd give Scorn a solid seven out of 10. I think it's worth checking out, but um, eh. <laughs> but is it worth checking out right now because no. of the plethora of goodies no. we got? No, this is a game that I feel like you should have knocked out before a Plague Tale Requiem came out because this is the game you should be playing right now. What an incredible sequel to a Plague Tale Innocence. Um, they went above and beyond here. The expanded combat, the expanded um, different mechanics that they have in this game, the amount of rats that are on my screen, Kevin. Absolutely nuts how many rats are on this screen. 300,000. Um, 300,000. Was it? I thought it was 30,000. 300,000 no, seems like a lot. I'm, I'm almost certain it's 300,000 That's rats. too many rats. But <laughs> anyways, this game is stunning. It's beautiful. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, we're going to get into the conversation later about FPS and all this stuff. Well, that'll be our first story. But just 
right off the bat this game is absolutely visually stunning um the characters are just as awesome as ever the the moral dilemmas that you're faced with are just as interesting and and conflicting as they always are um and you know we've we've talked about this in when we did the last of us part one review for the remake and how Mm -hmm. this game series is so heavily inspired by the last of us and you can really feel that in its gameplay and its sort of mood and it's darkness and its dreariness from the story and i absolutely love it um it's it's another sort of hopeless adventure you always feel hopeless but there's always little bits of light that kind of give you a breather and then you're right back into the crap you know and i I absolutely love gameplay like that so kevin i'm sure you want to talk more about it i I don't want to go too in depth because we are going to do a full-on review of this game but kevin what do you i know you want to talk about this yeah, I mean, like like you said, we are going to do a review and spoiler cast probably early next week uh, once Ethan finishes the game with uh with our with Sam from No Our No Limits podcast. Uh, he got to play it for IGN, mm-hmm. and I have beaten the game. I beat it in uh, two <laughs> two sittings of about You're seven nuts. and seven and a half hours each. I. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I was, I'm jealous that you have the ability to do that. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I was very much uh, addicted to this game, and so much so that I've already started New Game Plus and am working my way to get the remaining. Um, I need five achievements at this point, but I'm on chapter. I'm about to wrap up chapter seven, so I'm about about halfway through the game again. In in what. Uh, three days three days so uh i might have a problem if if that doesn't tell you what you need to know then i don't know what will um i love this game this game is my game of the year right now and i mean i would just stay tuned for our review next week i think we'll we'll go into the mechanics and the story and everything there if you really want a a deep dive but just know that i'm absolutely enamored with this game and i couldn't have asked for a, a better sequel to what is one of my favorite games uh, with a Plague Tale Innocence? You know, I'm really glad that this game hit for you, Kevin, because you've been talking all year about this game. And if this game came out and it sucked, I would have been crushed for you. <laughs> I've been like, Kevin, you can't take that. <laughs> I was literally on Twitter, like, two, I'd be like, 14 days till game of the year comes out, 10 days till game oh, of the year comes out. You, you three, bet all your money on this game, didn't you? <laughs> three hours, 26 minutes till game of the year. I was like annoying about it. I was like, I don't even care. It's like, it's what I'm doing at the moment. But, um, yeah, man, it, it definitely, definitely hit. I'm just saying, God of War Ragnarok, you got you're gonna have to bring it. All right. The, oh, it's I gonna know, bring got, it, Kevin. You got Elden Ring. This is, I think, critically, this is doing very well. Um, but I don't know. God, I th- yeah, you got God of War, and I feel like it has it has more cachet than a plus. So it's already starting from a higher point, it right? Is. Yeah, it there's is. no doubt. I mean, that's a fair assessment for it because it's God of War. It's what we've known for so long. It's an established, um, you know, uh, it's an established game, mm-hmm. an established yeah. character, which they, you know, from all iterations of it from previous you know previous uh consoles it's they changed him well enough in in the most recent iteration that you're kind of excited to see where else they take it with him you know what's nice is we have extra life weekend and then we come back and god of war will be coming out yeah oh wow yeah didn't even think of that (laughs) so good i can't wait oh it's gonna be a good time gonna be a good time how fast can i get through that game god of war 
It's longer than a plague tale, so probably longer. <laughs> I think they said the story's like 30 hours or something. So you could probably streamline that line that to like 23. Yeah, yeah. I just don't I don't want to streamline God. Well, like I like you're I'm actually gonna explore the, the game. I did explore 2018. Wow. Like I Kevin, went and did like explore. a bunch of the side stuff because it's like interesting in God of War. Like I like the okay. world, except the Valkyries. Screw the Valkyries. I ain't doing that garbage. They're just hard. <laughs> it's dumb. It's not fun. But that will do it for what you're playing. So have a seat while I grab some books from the library and tell you this week's stories. So story number one. Is the Xbox Series S holding games back? And I pose this question, and it's on the thumbnail. Is 30 FPS in 2022 acceptable? Um, And this comes from because last week and early this week, we've had two Series X and S and PS5 only games state that they were releasing on those consoles with no performance mode option and would run at 30 frames per second. Well, in a response to the online gaming communities, uh, oh, well, sorry. In a response, the online gaming communities have been quite vocal about their disdain for these decisions. The two games in question are WB Montreal's Gotham Knights and Asobo's A Plague Tale Requiem. Bunch of haters is what I got to say to that second one. But the backlash got so bad that Rocksteady senior character technical artist Lee Devenald, who doesn't work on Gotham Knights because it's not, it's not a Rocksteady game, came to WB Montreal's defense in a very strange way. And that was by claiming the Xbox Series S was to blame, calling the system, quote, a potato, claiming that Microsoft has bottlenecked the other consoles for the entirety of this generation. He isn't the only one, in fact, with VFX artist Ian McClure, who works at BASA, an indie studio known for I Am Fish and Surgeon Simulator, adding, quote, It might sound broken, but the reason you're hearing it a lot right now is because many developers have been sitting in meetings for the past year desperately trying to get Series S launch requirements dropped. Studios have been through one development cycle where Series S turned out to be an albatross around the neck of production, and now that the games are firmly being developed with new consoles in mind, teams don't want to repeat that process. So, I pose the question to you two. Is the Series S holding games back lee you know technology what do you think see i come at this from two different perspectives technologically yeah it is that's that's the nature of of the series s is that it's an it's a console meant to be an entry point into gaming for many people um especially those who don't necessarily understand you know why a PS5 is $500 or a Series X is $500. And then let's not even get into the discussion of people getting into PC gaming. That in and of itself is beyond $500. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Let's just throw out there the recent yeah. release of NVIDIA's RTX 4000 series and <laughs> them having to throttle back and say, oh, yeah, the 4080, we're, we're unreleasing it because it's not meant to be out there. Duh. You priced it wrong and you marketed it wrong. I am as much of a shill for NVIDIA as the next person, but that was a stupid mistake. Mm. So, Amen. but getting back to the original question. Yeah, it, it does hold it back, but it exists for a reason. And that is to get people interested in gaming. You know, our, our, gaming, our, our gaming hobby is, it's still kind of 
I don't want to say it's a niche, but you know, people are still trying to learn more about it. And you know, having been involved in gaming for as long as I have, I've seen it all from you know from my early days playing with the Famicom. I mean, that was my first console was the Nintendo Famicom. Going through my entire existence of 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 various Nintendos and then the PlayStation and Xbox, and then finally deciding, you know what, PC gaming is where I want to be. You know, yeah, it it it's there, but it's for a purpose, mm-hmm. um, and it's to, as I said, I think it's to help bring newer people into our space so that they can enjoy what we're what we're witnessing in in the different games that we've experienced throughout the years. Can you imagine somebody playing God of War for the first time ever? Do you remember that feeling of playing it? Do you remember oh, yeah. the feeling that you had when you first played um, Innocence? Yes. Oh, hell yeah. You know, for me, it was when I started playing World of Warcraft years ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was such a just such a treat that I invested so much into it, time and money. And I was willing to. I mean, I was a poor college student at the time. So here I am even playing World of Warcraft in the middle of lectures. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it was it was something that I, I just I was obsessed with. So, you know, it, like I said, it's just to get people to understand or just to get people into our, our space and to have them enjoy what we've what we've felt throughout the years. So. Yeah, it's holding it back, but it's there's a reason for it. There's a reason it exists. Okay. All right. That's that is certain. I, I don't think I can disagree with you. I because we've said multiple times that is what the Series S is for. I think everyone yeah. knows that it's meant to be an entry-level console. That's what the new cloud gaming device is gonna be. It's meant to be an entry-level thing for to get people mm-hmm. invested in get like instead of watching Netflix, come play a game. Like that is the whole business proposition, right? Yeah. Um, I just have an issue. Like I'm not as tech technologically sound, obviously it's looking behind you. You clearly know what you're talking about. All right. And (laughs) and, an NVIDIA 4080 costs more than my entire PC, which I was like, all right, I'm (laughs) going to buy a a mid-level gaming PC and and be happy with it. I don't need a $1,600 graphic card, but yeah, let's not discuss how much my entire setup has cost. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it makes you happy, Lee. Um, But it, it, it just rubs me the wrong way because I can understand a certain point of their argument where they're saying Microsoft makes us release on both the Series X and S. And that is because they do they don't want people that bought the Series S to feel like they're getting shafted. But right. as not as someone that isn't a game developer, my whole question is how hard is it to scale for those consoles, right? Like how hard is it to make different like it run on the Series X at 60 versus run on the Series S at 30? Because there's so many different PC variants out there, right? Like my old PC had, I don't know, a 780 GTX graphics. It was garbage. And now I'm like, I know I have a 1660 Ti and mm-hmm. I clearly have very different different results. This computer is way more powerful than the last one. And this isn't even anywhere near the most powerful on the market. No. So, but they yeah. make games to run at such a wide spectrum on PC. It just, it boggles my mind that, for some reason, we're going to say, well, the Series S is the problem when the Series S isn't it's not as strong as the Series X, but it's not like as it's not like a, a piece of garbage. Well, it's supposed to be a 1440p machine 
from mm -hmm. what I remember. Um, you know, the, the Series X and PS5, they're supposed to be 4K machines. Mm -hmm. Even that is actually debatable in some yeah. regards. Some I games, would... sorry, but, you know, the truth is, you know, they're, they're having difficulty hitting 4K 30. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of modern games, if you're going to use 4K resolution HDR, you got to bump it down to 30 FPS. You're not getting 60 FPS. Yeah, you're not even getting on the 60 Series FPS X. with HDR. There, there's no way. No. Um, you know, and, and there are only a handful of graphic cards today that exist that can do 4K 60. So it, it, it's it, there's a difference to it for sure. Um, mm -hmm. As far as like, say, you know, my machine, <laughs> I technically run at 5120 by 1440 at 240 hertz Nuts. so i was i was <laughs> throwing overwatch around for like 240 fps that's you can't gross. even see beyond <laughs> you really can't see beyond 120 you really I'll can't see say, the difference yeah there's... you know and, and an hdr full hdr 10 mm -hmm. all that so pcs it, it's such a different segmented market because there are different ways that you can achieve, you know, the 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 higher frame rates, and not everybody is all about 4K. A lot Sometimes, of people still you know, don't the, have 4K the, TVs, even. Yeah. The, the sweet spot is in as far as gaming. The past couple of years, the sweet spot really is 1440p. You know, mm -hmm. 2560 by 1440. That's that's where that's where people are enjoying games the most when it comes to, to, I think, I think they did a survey on steam or something. And most people were running at 1440 P wow. and not too long ago, I think steam users were still the most, um, most of the users were still using a GTX 1060. Mm -hmm. I remember, I remember seeing that too. Yeah. That was, that, that was like in some report. So, so yeah, to, to, to your point, it is kind of boggling how developers can't i guess create a game or develop the game or optimize the game for the specific device there should be a way to upscale it mm -hmm. as there are ways to downscale it um, i think it's a matter of there's the time crunch that occurs in games there is the technological disparity and, and the staffing too how many you know how many times have we heard issues with with staffing for for these developers and these publishers? Mm -hmm. And then for them to to not have enough people or not have enough time, those it, it's an endless cycle of do we have enough time? Do we have enough people? Can we do this? Do we have the technology to do this? Do we have the resources to do it? Mm -hmm. You know, for for a game like a Plague's Tale, um, I'm not familiar. Uh, who is the uh, developer? Sobo. I mean, they don't have that big of a of a team. I'm assuming, so I I can sit Most of here. Most their teams say, probably working on yeah. Microsoft Flight Sim. They're, yeah. they're the ones that... <laughs> about 220 employees. Google tells okay. me. Okay, so for for that, with that said, I can understand why they don't have the performance mode because you may not have the availability and staffing to do so, or the timing. Ethan, I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what both of you guys are saying and the fact that the Xbox Series S very much is the entry-level console, and by its nature, it's not as powerful as the Series X. But with that said, um, I think any suggestion that the Series S is the reason why 
people are getting locked to 30 FPS on the Series X or the PS5 or et cetera is categorically false because we know with hard evidence that plenty of games run at 60 FPS, even 120 FPS in some cases on the Series S. Forza Horizon 5, 60 FPS. Halo Infinite, they were able to get it up to 120 FPS. Tunic, 60 FPS. Multiverses, 60 FPS. Um, what's this? A Metal Hellsinger, recent game that just came out, 60 FPS. Um, so it's possible. You, you can get these games up to 60 FPS. Yes, it's going to have to downscale resolution. You're probably going to have to run it in 1080p. Oh, well, you know, but uh, I mean, it's just it's not true that the series S is holding back uh, developers from being able to make their game 60 FPS. Now, on to the original question, is 30 FPS acceptable? I think, yeah, as long as your gameplay is backed up. You know, I mean, the Plague Tale Requiem, yeah, it's in 30 FPS. Yeah, the cutscenes are chugging a little bit. You know, I'd like to see them in smooth 60 FPS, but this game is still beautiful. The gameplay is still really fun. Um, I'm having an absolute blast playing this game. And 30 FPS, really not bothering me that much. Hardly at all, I would say. Um, Gotham Knights obviously has the opposite effect. While it's dealing with 30 FPS and frame rate drops, it's also not that great of a game. Um, according to pretty much everyone that's been playing it, um, if repetitive gameplay, live service model stuff that people don't think belongs in a game like this, um, just really boring things. Um, so yeah, 30 FPS, absolutely still acceptable nowadays. Um, I have no problem with it. Uh, I played games in 4k at 30 FPS multiple times just so I could get that, you know, fidelity from it. And it, it never bothers me. So I, I, I don't, I don't see what all the fuss is about. I, I just know that I've seen multiple people on Twitter and Reddit and these social media. And obviously, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay something out for anyone that's listening. The majority of gamers could not tell you the difference between 30 and 60 FPS. Exactly. Yeah. They do. The enthusiasts. No, the people that like are hardcore into gaming. Like I can tell you the difference. The majority of gamers have no idea what you're talking about. They just want a game that's like, oh, it looks good, plays well. Like that's all they care yeah. about. And that's what Ethan was saying. Well, I have 120 hertz display, so my Plague Tale experience was, I think it's it's uncapped, but typically in the 40s range. So mine was a little smoother than the 30. And like, I think most of these issues are optimization, especially when we see these Gotham Knights reviews, which I'm still excited for Gotham Knights. I don't, spoilers, just because it's 4K 30, doesn't mean I'm not going to be yeah. excited and go play it. Like, I'm going to make my own mind up. Um, even though, from what I've heard from these reviews, it still dips under 30. Yeah. So, at, at that point, and and they, have you seen these comparisons between Arkham Knight and Gotham Knights? A game that came out in 2015 versus mm -hmm. 2022. And Gotham Knights apparently looks worse. So in my mind, I do not think this has anything to do with the Series S. No. This has to be just poor optimization in the development. And I don't want, again, not a game developer. I don't want to be like, oh, they're bad developers. It's clearly not the case. I think they're very good developers. I think anyone working in the games industry is way more talented than I'll ever be <laughs> at any of this stuff. But I just think it's silly to blame the tools when mm -hmm. the tools have shown for other people to work just fine. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So that's, that's really all I have to say on that matter. Uh, if you guys have any closing comments, if not, we can keep trugging along here. No, I'm good nope. to go. All right. So story number two, 
Is Xbox going to build an Xbox mobile gaming store? Well, in a report from Tom Warren over at The Verge, they have details, and it says in Microsoft's filings for the CMA's investigation of the Activision Blizzard deal that, quote, Microsoft says a big motivation for the purchase is to help build out its mobile gaming presence. Its plans for the space apparently include creating an Xbox mobile gaming platform. The wording in the actual filing says, quote, the transaction will improve Microsoft's ability to create a new our next generation game store which operates across a range of devices including mobile as a result of the addition of activision blizzard's content building on activision blizzard's existing communities of gamers xbox will seek to scale the xbox store into mobile attracting gamers to a new xbox mobile platform shifting consumers away from google play store and the app store on mobile devices however will require a major shift in consumer behavior so guys i didn't want to talk about the Xbox said this this week. PlayStation said this this week. I think it's, this is super interesting. Xbox seems yeah. to be going into the mobile market. So, Ethan, I'm going to start with you this time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the big question out of this is what exactly are they going for with a mobile store? Are they specifically focusing on the mobile games that they acquired by acquiring King, which is part of that Activision Blizzard deal, and then their own first-party mobile games? I think there's some Forza mobile games out there. There's some Gears of War mobile games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or is this going to be sort of a launch platform for Game Pass games, which they already have that? Uh, or is it going to be a combo, you know, sort of deal where you can do like cloud gaming for Game Pass games and then you can also access app purchases and all that stuff and play their mobile games? Um, ultimately, I think this is going to result in a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> I mean, you, you see any time somebody trying to open their own store on either mostly an Apple platform. Apple mm -hmm. really doesn't like that. We saw that huge fallout with Epic Games and all that good stuff. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. If it's just going to be straight up mobile games, then I couldn't care less. I'm not a mobile gamer. Um, and they already have Game Pass on. They have their own app that you can fire up games. I literally just fired up Amnesia Collection and you can play it using mobile controls, which Ooh. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't know that. Uh, so you I might play that. Uh, probably not. I'll probably be too scared to play that, Kevin. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess we just have to wait and see exactly what direction they want to take. If they're just going to kind of slam in their actual mobile games in with the Game Pass app that already exists, or if they are actually trying to just open up a straight up store, which I think that's just going to result in a lot of people, you know, being upset because honestly, I'd rather use the the stores that we already have on the phone. Everybody already uses the app store. Everybody already uses Google play to get their apps. I don't, I don't, I just don't see a market for a, a new store. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think, I, I think it does depend on what it looks like because in my mind, Oh, we got the bots, you know, yes, we've made it. We've we made get the it. Bots. We got bots. Oh my oh, God. Everywhere. Uh, Ethan, can you block them while I make yeah, I my point you. here? Um, so in my mind, all right, it's when they say we're going to scale the Xbox store, they literally mean that because I, I imagine them taking the Xbox store we know at, at, on Windows and on console and putting it mm -hmm. on your phone. The only issue I see with that is, like you said, Apple is going to want some of that money. If oh, yeah. you're going to buy those games through that app, they're going to want their cut. And we've already seen Epic Games didn't like that. That was the reason, well, Microsoft argued that that was the reason their Game Pass app should be allowed because they're not mm -hmm. buying anything. Like, it's fine. You're not buying anything. Right. But 
they didn't like that very much. So it's a whole, it's a yeah, whole. Like catastrophe. I can't even buy Kindle books on the Kindle app. I know. Yeah. I have to go to Amazon on like a browser and buy a book, and then I can download it onto my Kindle app. They are so strict about it, so I really don't know how they're going to get away with trying to sell things without I, massive lawsuits coming. I I think if Microsoft is okay with giving Apple a certain percentage of the in apps purchases for like mobile games or games that you can play on your phone because i struggle to think that these are going to be like the big triple a get like these are going to be their mobile offerings so if they're okay with giving them a slice mm -hmm. of the mobile revenue and then maybe integrate it with game pass and be like if you want to play this you click the button and it opens in the browser that they already have established on those platforms yeah because i can't imagine apple or google giving up candy crush I mean, we we talk about Candy Crush like it's a, a goofy game. It is, but I mean, I guarantee you it generates a lot of revenue for both those app stores. They're not going to want to get rid of that. You know, they're they're gonna fight to keep it. Lee, what are you thinking? I am thinking that Microsoft is trying to do something all over again that they've already failed at. Let me bring, let me say two words. Mm -hmm. Windows phone. Oh, yeah. I thought about that too. <laughs> Windows phones, yeah. They tried that, already like, to enter the mobile space with their own operating system, their own devices, mm -hmm. their own app store, all of that. Now you're simply, now they're simply going into this saying, oh, yeah, we're going to open up our own mobile app store, our own mobile gaming store. As you both already alluded to, it already exists. Yeah, Apple's App Store, the Google Play Store. So you're going to ask another, you're going to tell person, hey, for you to access the Xbox mobile gaming store, download this app. Okay, good luck with getting Apple to uh, say okay to that one because they're, <laughs> they are so strict with how they handle their ecosystem mm -hmm. that every single cent is managed by Apple in how it comes in and out of that ecosystem. I don't think that this is a very wise choice and I think their money can be invested in somewhere else. If you're going to do this, then do the windows phone correctly this time around and don't start it off by doing a funeral for the iPhone because that was a big mistake. <laughs> when they did that ad. Was that a thing? Uh, that was a thing. Yeah. They did a, they did a fake funeral for the iPhone when they were taught when they were doing an ad for the microsoft for the uh, windows phone they were bringing oh, in like wow. console war shenanigans into the phone market <laughs> it was ridiculous what they did it was and funny they, but i'm looking at pictures funny, right you now didn't, you didn't have they didn't have the infrastructure ready for it they didn't exactly. have the the they didn't have the fan base ready to to accept a windows phone because well i'm sorry but at the time windows was being mocked for all of its I don't want to say failures, but for its inabilities to yeah. be to to function properly. I mean, let's let's go back to Windows Vista. Mm. That was a total abject failure on their part. Yeah, and I think that was during the time they were making the switch from seven to eight, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yep. And eight was a disaster. <laughs> I remember <laughs> refusing yep. to get eight. I had Windows Seven on my computer for a long time. <laughs> I had people... Windows. I had Windows Seven. Yeah. Then I went to Windows, and then I. Did install Windows 8 because there were some improvements to improvements to it, but I couldn't wait to get out of 8 and into 10. 
I remember Windows not being able to play a lot of my games on Windows 8. Yeah. Like a lot of my classic games, like Knights of the Old Republic, you know, yep. all that stuff. It just they just wouldn't work. Yeah. And it would be so crazy. I'd have to do like jerry rigging to make them work. <laughs> well, Windows 8 was, I mean, like I said, a lot of um, Microsoft's decisions back when the Microsoft store, or the Windows phone came around. It just reminds me of it today when, when they're bringing up this mobile gaming store. It's unnecessary. It really is. Yeah. They shouldn't. They shouldn't bother. It it almost seems like when they purchased Activision Blizzard King, they saw just how much money they could generate off of King IP, yep. and they're seeing like, oh my god, we have all these mobile apps. We gotta do something on our own with this, right? And somebody in some room said, do you know how much money we can make if we controlled that market? And yeah. they did, they're just throwing crap at the wall at this point, hoping it's going to stick. Um, and I don't think it's going to stick. I think people are going to stick to their tried and true app stores that we've been using for years and years that really don't have that many issues. Most people don't care where the money goes to if it's the developer or the 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 app store people. They, they don't care. They just want to get their games in one place and have all their downloads and updates in, in one area. Um, yeah. I, I don't see pulling people away from those app stores to have your own proprietary app store. It just no, it doesn't make sense. When, I mean, especially when these are established app stores, people already know these exactly. app stores. Yeah. Why are you going to move on to a different app store when these are working perfectly fine? Especially mm -hmm. for the phone, especially for the phone that you're using. You really think I want to download another app store <laughs> for my phone when no. there's one that's functioning perfectly right there. Mm -hmm. If they want to do this, then do the windows phone all over again. <laughs> Like I said, do it all over again. Build in Game Pass into it. Yeah. Build in, build in the, the cloud gaming into, into your phone. There are phones specifically made for gaming, exactly. for mobile gaming. I, Windows can easily has tap one. into that market. Um, yeah. You know, Razer's doing one. I, I mean, mm -hmm. then then go in that market. Go into that, uh, into that segment of the gaming space and see what, see what you can do. You're a multi-billion dollar company with a lot of different properties, oh, yeah. right? Go nuts. Mel in the chat said, oh, do any of you remember games for Windows no. Live? That was the not worst that damn up? DRM ever. <laughs> yeah, that was so painful. Uh, I don't even know what that was. So no, I, I didn't have a PC back then. Windows Live gaming was an atrocious aspect of Windows. <laughs> the DRM is just nope. Bad memories. Very bad memories. God. <laughs> Yeah, so I think this would work well. Like we see Microsoft putting uh, Game Pass Cloud Gaming on other handheld. Like the Logitech's right. going to have it. They just announced their partnership with the Quest, uh, Meta, whatever. Yep. Um, and then we see them, they're putting it on more and more handhelds because I, like I said, I, I've said this multiple times, I don't think they want to do their own handheld. But for a mobile app store, first of all, I've never paid for an app. I don't. I. I. I didn't know mobile gaming was so like. I knew it was big, but in my mind, it's like who's buying phone games? Like who? Who is it? Who is opening yeah. up the Apple App Store? And it's like, oh, three ninety nine. That seems reasonable. Like why? Why are you doing that? I don't. I don't understand. I don't get it either. I think I spent a total of like five bucks my entire life through an app store, <laughs> honestly, through all the iterations of phones I have. So I don't know. There are people out there, though. They're, they, I think it's like they have the specific people that are whales that'll pump yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars into a single app. 
And then everyone else is just kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll spend 99 cents here to get rid of ads, you know, sort of thing. So I don't know. That's how they make their money right there. When my uh, when my child was a baby, like mobile gaming was like something that I did a lot of. Mm-hmm. And one of the games that I had, um, you know, it's where you tap the buildings because they make money type of thing. I found a way to bypass all that by like simulating my phone's time forward. <laughs> so I just kept on like racking up all the money. So you're doing the old Nintendo DS trick for yeah, Animal Crossing. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, so I, you know, I pushed it forward and then I came back to regular time. And then my buildings all of a sudden were no longer making money because it was going to take like 17 years <laughs> for it to accrue naturally. So. <laughs> Uh, that was oh my gosh i mobile gaming is was weird at the very beginning yeah it was it was very strange the way it kind of came out which I, I like i said i don't know why microsoft is bothering with it now in 2022 probably for it must make tons of money i mean they have candy crush which does bring in billions of dollars every quarter or year i forget the actual thing yeah. but it's like the only the only mobile games I've played were on an iPad and they were all free and it was just like mm-hmm. side scrolling like one was like panda pop and you just had like pop balloons as like a panda or jetpack joyride or whatever those <laughs> like weird little games were back in the day. It's yeah. I just I don't know where the uh, like is anyone that plays mobile games being like, man, I wish this was a 40 hour JRPG. Like, no. I wish I could play this on my phone. No, people play mobile no. games to distract themselves. Yeah, they, pa- they play it to pass the time. Like, I, uh, I, we subscribe to Apple One um, because that is that allows for iCloud for me and my whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of the deal is, um, is Apple Arcade. There is actually like a handful of games in there that I've actually like downloaded and enjoyed playing the hell out of it. And one of my one of my favorite things that I was able to do was actually hook up my Xbox um, one controller to my iPad so I could play these games or even on our Apple TVs on, you know, in our living room or in our bedroom. It's a nice, um, it's a nice distraction, right? It's not something that you're going to sit there and go, right. All right. It's gaming time. It's gaming session time. No, this is more of like, oh, I'm bored. What do we have here to do? We'll there was say- like a hockey one that I played that was, where you, there were actually um, some of the players were uh, athletes from other sports. I can't remember the name of this hockey game, but it was a ton of fun to play for mm-hmm. I don't know a couple of days, and then after that, I lost interest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's usually how I like. I played Candy Crush. I was addicted for like I don't know a few days, and then I was like, all right, this is just bejeweled. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah pretty um, much. Eric, aka Game Positive in the chat, says 52% of all gaming revenue last year came from mobile. Yeah. So, and I, I do want to point out too is we are sort of moving into an untapped market now where there are a lot of development studios out there claiming to say that they're going to make triple A experiences for mobile gaming. Activision, I know, started uh, a dev, dev studio. Um, that's going to be focusing on triple a mobile gaming, which honestly, that's probably going to end up being a lot of call of duty mobile games. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if that market is actually going to be serious. If we're actually going to see dev studios make triple a, you know, mobile games, but uh, I can imagine that all of those call of duty mobile games are going to be 
on this app if this app is around once the deal is through i mean we've seen mobile first person shooters really blow up in the last i'd say five years PUBG is still huge on mobile yeah, especially mobile. in overseas markets um i know a lot of people are still playing fortnite on mobile they're not doing as good as somebody playing on pc but there's a lot of people out there playing these games i had a buddy that i used to work with who he would spend all day instead of working he would just be playing fps games on his phone he had one of those phones that was built for gaming there are a lot of people out there that are that like that sort of thing um so i wonder if they're going to try and to tap into tap into a triple a market a little more with this in, but i don't in, know in addition to what you're saying um mel reminded me but square enix is a publisher that's already putting games on mobile mm. uh mel said i mean octopath is on mobile so there is a 40 hour jrpg yeah. on mobile and i just um, showed you guys the amnesia games they gave them mobile controls i mean so if you can make mobile controls for these games you could also throw those on this store yeah we have the the final fantasy pixel remasters uh but I, as i said i just assumed it was because square hates us and they don't want us to have them so they put them on phones um <laughs> and then Eric again says League of Legends Wild Rift on mobile is a triple A game, in my opinion, and it's going to slay next year on Xbox Game Pass. I totally forgot that that was coming. To Xbox oh, yeah, Game. that's crazy. League of Legends. So they're already I mean, kind if you of really want to get down to it. Final Fantasy seven is also on mobile, like the old port from oh, the, the old, old port. Yeah. yeah, I have mm. that. One. We got more I have it on my phone just for nostalgia's sake. You know what I don't like about these bots coming into our chat, Ethan? They never <laughs> drop the links. How am I, I supposed to find these hot also, photos? If why they are they not the subscribing, links? Kevin? Why are they not subscribing? How you know? I just guys remember to like, share, subscribe to the channel. We're trying to we're going for six hundred right now, but our goal is one thousand. So if you could please help us get there, we would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. uh, but these you know, bots, bots aren't doing help it. You get there. These, but they're not doing it. They don't give no. me links. They don't subscribe. What they are they good subscribe. for? I mean, what good are they? <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, we can go to the last story, and it's uh, it's a quick one. It's just the Game Pass update for October, the second one. So as we do twice a month here, we let you know what games are coming to Xbox Game Pass so you can plan your gaming accordingly. Available now. The majority are actually, you can go play them right now. So we have A Plague Tale Requiem for Cloud, PC, and Xbox Series X and S. We have Amnesia Collection for Cloud Console PC. We have Amnesia Rebirth for Cloud Console PC. We have Phantom Abyss Game Preview for Cloud, PC, and Xbox Series X and S. We have Soma for Cloud Console and PC. Tomorrow, or if you take a trip to New Zealand right now, you can play Persona 5 Royal for Cloud Console and PC. October 27th, we get Frog Detective, the entire mystery for PC. We get Gunfire Reborn for Cloud Console PC, and we get Signalis for Cloud Console PC. Mm. Any of those piquing your interest, Lee? Uh, Soma, actually, I mean, I played it before, but that's oh. actually a, that's a fun game to play in October, you know, being a survival horror game. So that was that's a, a great one to play in October, for sure. Um, I mean, aside from that, not really. <laughs> oh, but after we just sang a Plague Tales uh, praises, you ain't gonna mm -hmm. you, you gonna do us like that, Lee? Well, do us like sorry, that. I never also, played the first one. Oh, mm, fair enough. They gave it away free on like every platform, so right, maybe you have it somewhere. That. Yeah, maybe you have it somewhere. Uh, I'm sure I about, do. Uh, Ethan, what about you? You know, it's horrible to say. I'm kind of glad Gotham Knights was 
is looking like a flop and I've already canceled my pre-order and I'm going to wait and see. Damn. I'm, I'm, I, I am going to wait and see and, you know, watch some more gameplay and really try and come to a decision on it. But with that said, it frees up more time for me to finally play Persona 5. Um, never played Persona 5, never played any of the Personas. Um, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. People will not shut up about Persona 5. Uh, so I'm finally going to jump into it now that I got some free time. And I'm really looking forward to it, Kevin. I'll make my report probably next week. Ethan? Yeah. I, 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 was, I was surprised you canceled your Gotham Knights pre-order. Yeah. I'll be playing Gotham Knights because I want a free copy. Thank you, Luke Lore from the yeah, Xbox you know Expansion it. Pass. <laughs> uh, I love you. But I can understand now. You know what? This is a suitable replacement for you. I, yes. I, I approve. I approve. Go play Persona 5 Royal. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, don't show your face here again. <laughs> it is turn-based, Kevin, so it better be a kick-ass game because it takes a lot for me to play turn-based. Listen, in 87 hours, when you have that 100%, Ooh. okay? Yeah. Honestly, if you don't go for the 100%, actually, knowing you, this is probably a 100-plus-hour game because I, I get through it very quickly. I've been told I've been told 87 hours is very quick. Uh, majority of people are probably somewhere in the, the 100 to 120 hour range. Oh, I got God of War on the ninth. <laughs> oh, you're not finishing this before God of War. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm I'm ex- obviously Plague Tales, obviously the, the big one here. Oh, yeah. um, I'm too scared to play the Amnesia games. Mm-hmm. And Persona 5, I will play. I'll probably start it i'll probably boot it up and like st- like it's probably you've already be- platinum this on yes i've platinum it on ps5 but i do mm-hmm. want the 100 percent on xbox so i will i will play through it over the course of time but it's just gonna mainly sit there and i'm really looking forward to persona 3 that's like the one i'm looking and then i'll, mm. I'll play four and five again just because they're on xbox and i want the achievements i played persona 4 on steam and it it was fine. It's a good experience, I guess. Except like when I played it, it had um, the cutscenes were messed up. They didn't like optimize the cutscenes appropriately for like certain. I, I forget the issue, but like they would just mm-hmm. mess up the sound and like the video. It, it wasn't working very well, but I dealt with it. Um, so yeah, go play Persona Five, and then like I said, you you'll love it or uh, rest in peace. Yeah, guess I'm not <laughs> podcasting anymore. <laughs> um. What is that noise? Is that me? I don't know. No, it's not you. I don't I don't know what's going on here. Uh, anyway, that will do it for our show. Lee, thank you so much for stopping by. Before Absolutely. you go, your mic might have switched, but I don't know. Um, uh, maybe. <laughs> Am I go. any better? Yeah, it's fixed now. There we go. Okay, there we go. So weird. Uh, before you go, could you let people know where they can find you, the Phoenix Overdrive, and plug Extra Life again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all you got to do is just come check out our website, phoenixoverdrive.com, and we've got uh, links to everywhere. All of our socials are right there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube, Discord, uh, Twitch. Um, we've also got our own Discord. Uh, I think the URL for that changed, but it's like tinyurl.com forward slash phxod discord. Um, you know, we are mainly active on Facebook. Uh, that's where we put out all of our information as far as Extra Life and all of our events that we do. And you can also check out our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash 
groups forward slash PO Nation. Uh, we got a lot of nerd talk going on in there. And me personally, just uh, find me on I'm I'm on the uh, Save the Games uh, Discord, so I'll be there. Uh, Nisiar, N-I-S-I-A-R. Uh, it's actually the word raisin backwards, FYI. And we'll be talking tonight in the sports channel, folks. So, All the so sports channels, yes, that's that's <laughs> where I'm there. Yeah, my one of my um one of my friends back in the day called me the raisin king because I used to like hoard those little boxes of raisins in school because I oh, love them. Yeah. Those always hit the spot as a kid. Those always, no, I, love I, those little raisins. I hate raisins. Get out of here, Kevin. Uh, 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 I like no. God. Okay, so I should, I let I don't like raisins by themselves. If you put them in something, I like them. Oatmeal raisin cookie, best Are cookie. Phenomenal, phenomenal cookies. <laughs> but like, if you just ask me to eat some raisins, they'd be like, no, thank you. That's a no for no, me. I'll crush them. They're so good. Ethan, where can people find you? White Cedar one on PSN, Gravy three four four eight on Xbox, and in the Discord. Um, I deleted my Twitter, Kevin. It feels great. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you didn't see all the backlash to thirty FPS, and I had. To tell I, you, know, you know, I know, I know. I I I, I just would have gotten mad. <laughs> I uh, I I maybe made a salty tweet about. Uh, oh, Kevin, I think you gotta it, stop doing that. It was something. It was something along the lines of gamers. Wow, this game looks exciting. Developers, it's thirty <laughs> FPS. Gamers, this game's fucking trash. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I did see that tweet. Hey, at least you didn't upset the Minecraft kids again. That's all I. Care oh my about. god! No, I've learned my lesson. They, yeah, don't touch it. They're probably still yelling at me in that muted thread that I mm-hmm. I, I made them angry and I'm just I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Banjo Kazooie is better than Minecraft, but oh, Kevin, uh, I just said don't do it, and you did it. You just did uh, it. He, he went for it. If you want to, if you want to come principles. If you want to come find me and tell me that I'm wrong, uh, it's the Muffin Mon, but instead of an I, it's a 1, and an O instead of an A. Follow us at Save Game Media to stay up to date with all of our latest content. Um, We have podcasts coming out literally every single day almost, so um, if you like that, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. But until next week, we'll see you. Goodbye. Peace.